Everybody, quick snaps, comedy football talk. Welcome in, welcome back. Hi, everybody. We're, we're bi-weekly in things. We're every other week right now. For now, there's a lot going on in the NFL. That's Aaron Hodges. I'm Kostaki Economopoulos. We came to talk to you guys about some football stuff. I'm in. Uh, I'm in San Diego. We're we're trying to move. We made it across America since the last time I talked to you. Yeah, San Diego. You're coming from. I'm very jealous of that. It must be gorgeous over there right now. It is. San Diego is gorgeous. That's that's what San Diego is. It's the perfect climate. It's like 71 with a breeze right now. It's nice. Oh, Very nice. Sounds perfect. Yeah, it's good. So we, we drove across America. Uh, when we drove from here to there, we had a, a screaming toddler who hated being in the car and we had none of it. We had no help with her for months prior. So we were just driving as fast as we could. And we did it in three nights and like three and a half days. That's not bad. And no, not bad. And this time coming back, we had a toddler who didn't mind the car so much and actually gets excited about going for a car trip now. And so we took our time. We stopped in New Orleans and had a big fancy seafood meal. We made a couple other stops and we had a couple of like hiccups. We got a flat tire and stuck in a ditch one day and Middle of nowhere, Texas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. How'd that uh, happen? So it took a little longer going the other way. We we ended up, it, I believe it was five nights, six days instead of a little more than three. Hey, Ron, what's up? Hey, Craig. Thanks for joining us. We're live here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That The, the flat tire thing actually heartened me, uh, you know, gave me some hope about humanity. It was really cool. We were in Winnie, Texas. We just come through this crazy storm coming out of Louisiana, like that Florida style of storm where like your windshield wipers are at full blast and they're not fast enough. Yep, yep. And you have to go about 20 on the interstate just to not die. So we did that for a while and then flat tire, which was totally lucky that we didn't have flat tire in the middle of the storm. And also we were on this like Louisiana crazy thing where it's two lanes and you've got those cement girders on both sides. And then there's a gap to a bridge across the way and they have two lanes with the cement girders. So we were very lucky. We didn't have the flat tire during any of that chaos. It was shortly after all that. And, but we're still like on the side of a major interstate. Like it was unsafe to sit on the shoulder of the interstate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a little bit of a ditch that get, and then it was a frontage road. Have you ever been to Texas with the frontage roads? They're obsessed with the frontage roads in Texas. I don't even know what that is. It's a parallel road to the highway that connects you to all the stuff instead of a regular intersection. You know how New Jersey is all screwed up with their crazy roads where you get off and you can't ah, make a U-turn? What's the jug handle? Texas has its own version of that. So, um, but it's called the what Texas has its own, like New Jersey has its own crazy road system that no one else in the world has. Texas has a version of that. That's also insane and completely different. 
it's it's more about the frontage roads, the roads that are parallel to the highway. Frontage roads. Yeah. Frontage roads? Can't believe this is what we're talking front about. Frontage roads. <laughs> is it one word or is it two words? What are you saying? Front, it's the word front and then A-G-E. One word. Frontage road. I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, I know. It's Texas. So the whole state has this crazy system that's not the same as the rest of the country. Huh. Anyway, my point is... There was a safe road to change the tire and be away from the people going by at 80 miles an hour, you know, 20 yards over a little gully. And it had been raining really hard. And so we thought, well, we'll probably get stuck in the ditch. But either way, we're safer in the ditch. So let's try it. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You drove in the in the ditch or you, you just hung out? Yeah, you, with a flat tire. Not so on purpose you went in the ditch. On purpose, because we were on the, you know, like, like people are going like 85 and then there's a little emergency lane, right? And the flat tire is on the side with the traffic. So sitting there with the dog and a toddler and a wife and a thing, like you could easily be killed in that situation. You understand that the way you tell that story, though, makes it sound like you got a flat tire and rolled into a ditch, Right. No, no. We pulled into the ditch on purpose to save our lives, and it worked. We're totally alive. <laughs> but it just changes the whole dynamic of the story. It sounds way less traumatic the way that but you're telling it But it's the reason now. that we're oh, yeah. in the ditch, because the flats are. But it was a separate event. <laughs> so we pull into the thing, and of course we got stuck, and it was muddy and crazy. And in, like, I have just enough time to, like, text AAA where we are and whatever, and then, like, a dude in a pickup, like, pulls over and to help us pull out of the ditch. And his truck got stuck in the ditch. And then a few beats later, another pickup pulled over to pull him out of the ditch. And then he pulled us <laughs> out of the ditch. Still, no word from AAA during any of this. AAA is not coming. Yeah. And yeah. then I pulled all the stuff out of the trunk. And changed the tire myself, and we went to a little tire shop like 10 miles away and got a new tire and went back along our way. I never heard from AAA, never would have come. Never even called you back. Nothing. Other people stopped to ask if they could help while everyone was helping. It was awesome. Winnie, Texas. Kudos to you, Winnie, Texas. A lot everyone of kudos. Was so, so good to us. That's right. Kudos. Big ups, Winnie. <laughs> So we made it. So we made it to LA. And the short version is we spent a couple of days looking for apartments because LA is like any big city, like New York, where you look up the thing and it goes, Oh, it's X number of square feet and it's Y price. This is going to be awesome. And then you go there, you go, we can't fucking live here. This place is terrifying. Why? The neighborhood? So, yeah. Cause it's like any big city where there's a big swing very quickly between too expensive and fucking terrifying, right? So you got to go look at it. You can't just figure it out online. You got to go to the neighborhood and drive around a little bit. And you're like, yeah, I can imagine living here, you know? So we did a bunch of that the last few days. And now the the 12-year-old has spring breaks. So we're in San Diego for a few days just having fun. And then we'll go back and and nail down the place. That's That's the whole story. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, San Diego. <laughs> I love it. I love San Diego. The only time I was there, though, I was working. So it was like there wasn't much free time. 
Didn't spend a lot of free time there. We were there for Comic Con when I was at Sirius XM. Um, oh, I was just gonna ask. Yeah. So we got to like you know run around to some restaurants, but that was about it. I'd love to go back. It's so different than Florida. It's very it's very similar to other California beaches like Hermosa and Manhattan Beach and like Huntington. It's got that vibe. Um, it's got a little bit of Venice, little crunchy weirdness, uh, but mostly it's nice. It's like, it's really, uh, it's really cool. I, I keep daydreaming a different life that I didn't have that had me living here. It was just a right? place to be. Yeah, you can see yourself there for sure. Totally. It's great. Laid back sandals every day, just eating burritos and surfing. That's right. Fish yeah. tacos. Yep. Come to Papa. There you right? go. S- saw the sunset last night. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And still you're at a city. It's not like, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. The Sean Jackson signed with the Rams? I didn't know that. Yeah. Sean McVay, right? That's interesting pairing. It's not the biggest uh, signing. I think he's at the at the end of his career but uh that's why i would not be drafting him in fantasy if that's a measure of the relevance yeah no that's one that just that escaped me and i'm just seeing that right now so what surprised you as you're looking at this list what i mean we had a lot happen in the last two weeks you and i predicted a couple things and we were dead wrong like just as free agency was beginning i think when we recorded it an hour later we were wrong about juju signing somewhere else besides pittsburgh and also for sure right aaron jones also we thought was going to be gone. Stayed. Gave him a big pile of money. Yes, sir. I don't think that's the right method. I don't, I don't think that's the right. The Falcons, since I talked to you last time, Mike Davis from the Panthers, the kid that was filling in for uh, yeah. McCaffrey all season. Oh, yeah, he's good. He's a bargain. That's the way. That's the way you go with your running backs. Get two or three of those guys and be done with it. Don't pay anybody $10 million a year. It's crazy. Mike Davis is solid, man. He'll be fun to watch. He's a bargain too. He's like, it's some like surprisingly small number of like three million over two years or something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of signing. I like this. I like the Niners construct for running back. You get four good ones, no great ones, and just let them sort it out. Uh, while we're on the Falcons, real quick, I dug up some old uh, trading cards and I found some. Pretty random Falcons. I want to. Oh. See, I want to see if you remember any of these guys. Oh, that's interesting. This one's from uh, 1992. Hmm. Linebacker. Oh, is that Tuggle? Jesse Tuggle. Oh, I I called it before I even saw the name. I just saw his shape. I remember Tuggle. Yeah, was he good? Yeah, he was definitely a big a big name at the time, Only for sure. Had five sacks in 1990. Mm. 201 tackles. Is that right? <laughs> and 207 in 91. That's a lot, right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's like, a lot. A really good fantasy individual defensive player is triple digits, but not by much. You know, it's like 120 is like a really good year, right? Oh, they differentiate between tackles and solo tackles. So he had 207 tackles, 106 solos. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's... 207 total tackles, though. That's a lot. Well, I guess if you count assisted ones in there, that, that yeah, yeah. Ready for your next one? 
Sure. I can't believe I nailed the first one. This, this one is not is one of my strengths. Also from 1992. All right. Um, looks like a running back. Mm, it was the running back in 92. Mike Pritchard. Oh, vaguely. Yeah, the name's familiar. He was like the... He might have been like the third down back guy. He was he was he wasn't the three down back. 5-11-180, coming out of Colorado. Yeah, that's that's he doesn't touch the ball in first down. He, that was this must have been his rookie <laughs> year or his only year with the Falcons. One more. All right. This one if you get this one. This, I think this will be extra impressive. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not sure of the year on this one. More obscure than Mike Pritchard from 92 Falcons? <laughs> That's pretty obscure. I'm, I'm dead in the water already. Uh, but this is an offensive lineman, a guard by the name of Bill Frolic. Oh, Frelick. Frelick? I, I remember Frelick, yeah, for sure. Yeah? The way you say his name is way more fun. Bill Frolic. <laughs> That's not a name you want for an offensive lineman. You're not frolicking. You're stampeding. <laughs> having fun out there. Yeah. <laughs> one more random one. Check this out. Check out this pose on Bill Cower. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, that's awful. It's hard to believe that's real. Someone was in a in like an edit bay situation and was looking at all the shots, and that was the best one. <laughs> Casual, but still cool with the mustache. <laughs> Freilich is a borderline Hall of Famer, says Josh, Josh Kowal chiming in. What's up, Josh? Wow, really? Ron Milford says he remembers Freilich. Briefcase and all. Oh yeah. Is there a oh wow. I thought that was just a desk. I didn't realize. Yeah. Good call, Andrew. Look at the briefcase. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I thought it was a desk too. Yeah. Good eye. Goodness. Oh, that's funny. He's got big plants in there. Oh man. <laughs> so a couple other free agents to go over is um, yes. Kenny Galladay with the New York Giants. Daniel Jones has one. his Plaxico now. You guys gave him big money. It was just like seventy-two million. Yeah, it's a lot over four years. Schuster, Juju Smith Schuster, because those were one and two. There was a big drop off to the third biggest name in the wide receiver universe, right? Yeah, yeah. So Juju goes out to test the waters, finds nothing, uh huh, and comes crawling back and signs a one-year deal with the Steelers for like seven, eight mil. Okay. And then a week later, Galladay signs for seventy-two million. Schuster must be like, "What the? F why do you gotta?" Uh, that's gotta hurt. That is kind of a raw deal, yeah. You gotta dance on a frowny face somewhere for your TikTok video. <laughs> but he'll be fine because this is this coming year is the down year for the salary cap, right? Uh huh. And then the following year, he can sign a big deal. Assuming he doesn't disappear statistically in the universe with Deontay Johnson and uh, Chase Claypool. Yeah, you seem to think he's going to get buried in the mix there. I think I, all three of them take a fantasy dump based on that re-signing. All three of their numbers will be way down from where they would have been if it was any two of them. We'll see. Help me out here. A fantasy dump is—is is that when you're at the bottom of the league and facing relegation? Is that what that is? 
I was facing relegation. I probably would have tried harder if I knew there was a relegation because I, God, my team was so terrible. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. Um, <laughs> Josh Kowal going on about Bill Fralick. <laughs> <laughs> he was the second pick overall. Second pick. Oh overall. my goodness! It's That's not. High. He says save that card, but that card it's it's in bad shape. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody paying any money for this. Where did you get these cards? This is from my childhood, man. I found an old box. I don't have a ton of football cards, but if you want to go through some of them, we can. Dan Reeves, John Roper, Rob Moore. Rob Moore? What team is that? That's is that Lions? Jets. J E T S. I wouldn't have gotten that one. What's one that everybody will know? I kind of, I think most older folks that listen will remember Leon Seals on the hmm. Bills. No? You lost me on that one. Oh, okay. That's just because that's when the Giants were winning Super Bowls. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing against the Bills. Uh, these guys, I think people will remember Mark Clayton. Yeah, Mark Clayton, of course. And across from him was uh, Mar- Mark Duper, Super Duper. They were catching a lot of balls from Mr. They were Marino. The two marks, right? Right. That's probably the most profile, high-profile uh, football card that I have. I Mark think. Clayton? No, that can't be it. <laughs> Got a little bit more of a stash here, right? Eugene Josh, Robinson? Josh says the Marx Brothers. Was that the nickname? I don't know. I love that if that's a real thing. Yeah, probably Mark Clayton or Bill Cower, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> but um so Sammy so, Watkins to the Ravens does that do anything for you? I think Sammy Watkins is wildly underrated as a NFL uh wide receiver but he's still not not a real number 1 at this point. Nah. Right? Send them to me, Josh is saying. Okay. No the cards, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, we had a lot of big moves. Uh, a lot of those Buccaneers stayed stayed home. They're staying. They're, they're bringing the band back together. Putting the band back together? What's the, what's the phrase on that? Speaking of keeping the band together, the Bucks apparently have signed all 22 starters. They're all back. That's amazing. After a Super Bowl win, that's when you could go really cash in. They managed to talk everybody in the stand. Yeah, one of the final pieces was um, Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette. So he's back, and all 22 starters are back. That never happens, man. That never happens. Never happens. That's that. That's leadership from Brady, right? Brady is oh taking goodness. a little less than he needs to take, and he oh goes around and talks to everybody. There's some cool stories coming out about Brady. Nobody roots against Brady more than I do. You know me. I'm no Brady apologist. I'm just saying. But... Uh, when Brady saw somebody crying after the NFC championship game on the team, he's like, what are you crying for? We're not done yet. It's like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not satisfied. He's never going to be satisfied, that son of a gun. I wish he would be satisfied and just go away. I'm done with him. At least we got rid of Breeze this year. Drew Orleans. Was everybody crying when you were visiting over uh, Drew Brees? Over Drew Orleans, we, there were there was we saw a lot of Saints paraphernalia just walking around the oh, city. Yeah. They they care about the team there, but that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. By the way, send your address quicksnapshow at gmail and I will send you the Freilich card. <laughs> it's quicksnapshow. At you just made him a millionaire. Yeah, 
Um, Bill Frolic. 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 <laughs> Frolic. 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 <laughs> so, uh, Shaq Barrett. Yeah, that's the big one. His franchise tag would have been 20-something million. So they didn't franchise him? They didn't. And he came back for, I think they franchised Godwin, right? Mm-hmm. And then Shaq signed a deal that's got a lot of money in it going forward, but it's for less than he would have made this year under the franchise tag. I don't, I'm not an expert, but I read that it was a bit of a team friendly deal that he signed, even though it's a giant pile of money. Patrick Peterson to the Vikings. Big deal or not a big deal? I think it's a big deal. I think he's still one of the best, right? He's top 10 at what he does. Still got something left in the tank there? For sure. The one you can question whether he's got something left is um, Richard Sherman. Last I knew, he hadn't signed yet, and it was kind of noteworthy that his coach, who is now the head coach of the Jets, didn't sign him, right? Didn't bring him along, which is kind of a red flag, I'd say. Maybe he doesn't like New York. I don't know. (laughs) He probably doesn't. Can I talk to you about free agency and the way that the teams sign contracts? Because I, the Falcons, like have two more years on the deal with Matty Ice, I believe, and they moved a bunch of the money to the second year. Uh, like I want the team to do the opposite. I want to move it all to this year and just suck for a year and pay everybody and be done with it, and then have everybody cheaper going forward. Has any team done that? They always everyone's about pushing money down the road. Right? I mean, are you just mad at the Falcons specifically? or? Well, theoretically, I would like to see this, like we talked about with the salary cap. You should play it like a go-kart race. You're either on the gas or on the brake. You're not coasting around. Enough with the coasting. Uh, just spoken like a man who's never played Mario Kart. Coasting <laughs> is the key to victory. Is that right? Hell yeah. How do you win by coasting? Oh, it just gives you a little extra speed. Gives you a little extra speed when you're going around turns. You get a little boost. I whoop my nephew's butts at it. At least I try. They're so good. They're obsessed with it. It's a metaphor. Stop it. For, stop. De- stop deconstructing my metaphor on the way to a brilliant point for coasting. Yes. So salary cap wise, this is what I want for my team. Okay. Play it so that you win once in a while instead of this forever blah. Enough with that. Figure out a way to get a quarterback for a low money, spend the money somewhere else, have everybody sort of peak at the same time, right? And then when it's working, like what the Buccaneers are doing, now they have a team that is just gelled and is all together. You keep them together, and you spread out their money for the next few years, and you win again now. The the Buccaneers are doing it right, right? We agree to this, right? Yeah, it starts with getting Tom Brady. Of course. So it's a special case. But they they have all of the other pieces in place and they talk them all into staying and they're and they're paying them but not right away. So they're spreading out the money the next few years. So they're gonna be great next year and eventually have spent too much in the prior years and have a down few years. Totally the right choice for a football team. I want the opposite. I want the Save the money. Spend, pay Matty Ice all of his money this year, and so there's not much on the uh, docket for the following year. This is the year 
that you're not going to win. What are you doing? Kicking the money to the second year. Stop it with the spending the money later. Especially in this case, because you have an early draft pick and you might pick a quarterback. But now you kind of can't because you have Maddie guaranteed for two years. It's a bad construct. It handcuffs you strategically and you're paying money later when you could be winning later. Instead, pay him now. I I hear you, but I think the Falcons are in a pretty unique situation, right? I mean, you think Julio is still a top wide receiver. Uh, I'm sure some other bozos do as well. <laughs> nice. Matt Ryan, some people will tell you that he's still top five quarterback. Uh, no, no, I won't say that. But he's top t- He's 10-ish. All right. He's 7-ish. He's 12-ish. But if they're not going to win this year, they're not going to win next year either. So it's not – they're in a – they got to try to be decent this year without just totally abandoning any hope for their fans. They have to – they have to sell to their fans that they're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. They have to. They can't I say. Just don't, I, I think fans are smarter than that. We don't need that. We need to know that there's an up arrow eventually. We don't need to have it this year. We're, we're grown-ups now. We get this. We understand that it's complicated, and there's 32 teams, and you're usually not going to win. That's how it is. It's fine. But if you get your Justin Fields and you get a year under thing, and then you cut Matt next year and you move on, then that's a big up arrow storyline, whether it works or not. But, but that – we need that kind of pitch, right? Or you go and build the other pieces. You go and get that superstar tight end out of Florida kid, or you, you do something that's like, ah, that's what we need as fans. That's what, that's what I need. I don't know if I'm speaking for everybody. <laughs> the people who buy season tickets are pretty savvy football fans. They're not like, hey, we got Johnny Menzel. You know, we, there, there's a little more going on there, right? I don't know. I disagree. Really? Fans are very, very impatient. They want it all, and they want it now. Especially football fans. It's only 16, maybe 17 games. As we, uh, I guess they're going to vote on that pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Is that a done deal? I think it's done. I think it's happened. I think it's happening. It's 17, right? How do you feel about it? I love it. It's one less, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong. I think it's one less preseason, one more regular season. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's a good, that's a good compromise. Because there was some talk of 18 games and two preseason. Yikes. Um, I think it's a good. That, now, it's, the, only, the only trepidation I had was that it's a little bit of the old man baseball fan in my head. I'm not even those things. It's going to mess up all the the stats and everything. It messes up all the stats. It messes up all the stats. I definitely forever. feel it that. Will forever yeah. mess up all the stats. Forever. Yeah. That bugs me a little bit as a fan. But as a fantasy nerd, I love another week. You know, another week of DraftKings, another week of fantasy football, you know. Do you have to change the playoff schedule now? No, they did that last year. I think they keep it the same. No, no, I mean for fantasy. Oh, no, I think you just have one more week. Yeah. You still don't want to play playoffs or Super Bowl in the in week 18, I guess, right? 
is everyone still gets a buy, there'll be 18 weeks of NFL season. Yeah, so you just move it. It's the same. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. It, it. it is messing with my brain. The stats thing. I don't want the asterisk. I don't want to have to have that extra piece of the conversation. Yeah, Actually, you're right. You got to go. What's the per game average? Because it's you can't compare Breeze to. Right, that's right. Yeah, it's not the same era. So now, I mean, what? A, what? I do like the number seventeen, though. I mean, <laughs> just as like it was Plaxico, like a Rain Man autistic thing. I like seventeen. <laughs> yeah. What number was Plaxico? He was seventeen. Oh, okay, I got it right. He okay. was, yeah. It was so you're gonna root for Galladay with the same zeal? Yeah, I like Galladay a lot. Um, I do too. And I think he's he's gonna be really good for them. The Giants also signed Kyle Rudolph. Did you, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm fine with that. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Rudolph and Ingram. That's interesting, right? That sounds like a couple of reindeers. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, Matt Breda signed with the Bills, so they got some depth there at running back now. Well, that's interesting. I forgot that name. He was one of those uh, four or five guys in San Francisco, right? Yeah, right. And then he's with the Dolphins oh. real quick. I like that construct. And Ryan Fitzpatrick to Washington. That yeah, that's kind of fun. Fitz Magic in Washington. Yeah, you like it? I, 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 I'm not the one who said this first, but I agree with this premise. We're all better off when Fitzpatrick is in the league, right? One more year of that craziness. It's fun. It's up and down, and five touchdowns and four picks the next week, and it's it's fun. He's a character. He's lovable. He's not ego driven. He's he will help the other kid, whoever it is. You know, it's cool having him around. So they're gonna draft somebody, and uh, he's the bridge. Well, they kind of paid the other kid, right? The one that played on in week seventeen last year. What was his name? Heineke. Oh yeah, yeah. Heineke got a pretty good deal this That's off right. season. That's right. Okay. So they could just stand pat with those two and see what happens. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted somebody, too. There's like four names that are going to go early-ish this year. Quarterbacks. A.J. Green to the Cardinals. That's kind of fun. They have a pretty – Hopkins feels older to me than, I, than he is, I think. But between, like, Hopkins – AJ Green and Larry Fitzgerald, that's like an AARP at WR. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a fantasy lineup from uh, six years ago. Oh, they'd be crushing. <laughs> so, yeah, Trent Williams. Where'd that's he go? the big money deal, yeah. Big boy. Something uh, I saw, like some, some other linemen called them petty because Trent Williams, like, some I forget who it was, but he he I guess he broke the record for like highest paid offensive lineman, and then Williams signed for like a dollar more. <laughs> yes, I believe it was some really weird. Yes, it was like fifty bucks more, a hundred bucks more, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, prices right at him. <laughs> That's right. Good for him. I love it. That's kind of a fun thing to demand, right, from your agent, like. Whatever. Songs is more than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your... Cr- 
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Here's an extension of the other thing that I was talking about with the Falcons. Uh, Falcons yes. is just an example. This is just how I think a team should be run. All right. So the, this week, the last few days, there was this giant, these two giant blockbuster trades. Miami acquired the number six overall pick and 156 selection, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they traded this, they traded to get the six pick from being in the 12th pick. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. And for that, there were a couple of other, but basically a first rounder is traded. Right. So they move up six picks. You flip flop the six and 12 and you give up a first rounder. There were other picks involved, but they're kind of low tier and they kind of even out. So it's basically a first rounder for flip flopping six and 12. Okay. 10 out of 10 times, I want to be on the side of getting the extra first rounder. Just for law of averages, getting it right? Yeah. And the other part of this trade, the Dolphins shipped the third pick to San Francisco in exchange for the 12th, right? They get a third rounder in 2022 and first round picks in 2022 and 2023. They got two first rounders. And a third rounder for flip flopping three and 12. I want to be on the getting the first round pick side of these kind of trades 10 out of 10 times. No? Yeah. Over multiple years, especially, yeah, if you're in the position that the, the Dolphins are in where you could you know, go get the quarterback at three. It's you- weird that the Dolphins were on both sides of that within a week. Yeah. Where. That they, I, that, so it's not a philosophical thing. They have a particular thing that they're going for, right? What are they going for? They moved back up into the first round for some reason. We don't know what it is. Is it a quarterback? What did they do to get back in there? They shipped a, for one of those first rounders to the Eagles to flip flop 12 and six. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It is really interesting. I don't, I just don't understand why, because any given high round quarterback is a bit of a coin flip on whether or not it becomes a franchise player, right? Right. So give, give me, give me more shots at it. These are a little bit like lottery tickets. I want more lottery tickets. And like the Patriots never picked early in the draft for 20 years, right? Because they were always good. They never traded up. They always traded down. They did all these little tricky moves to get extra, you know, when you when you lose a free agent to the thing, you get those weird little extra picks in like third, fifth, sixth round. They did all that stuff. They traded stuff away to get two first rounders from a first rounder, uh, two second rounders for a first rounder. They did all that kind of trading down stuff like, can we just mimic what the Patriots have done? Can we just learn from these this machine that's been throttling the universe for 20 years. I just, I want my team to emulate that model. You want to be the Patriots. I know. I hear you loud and clear. 
I want my team to not beat the Patriots, but take some of those lessons and yeah. trade down and get more picks later and hold on. And as long as you're building value for the team long run, I don't got to win this year. So the Dolphins are going to pick six and 12 in the first round then? I think they, they it don't. gets complicated because they moved around and they made two different. No, the Dolphins traded what they what they became the the twelve number twelve pick to get the number six overall pick. Got it. Okay. And so the Eagles are now sitting at twelve. They basically traded down. Okay. To get a first rounder the following year. Okay. And they're going to get one of those wide receivers. You know, there's like four super studs sitting there. They'll be fine. And they'll have more value going forward. I think that's a good move for them. They should get out of the quarterback business. The Eagles? Yeah. They're good with Jalen? They got Jalen. They brought in Flacco, I believe. Yeah, they're good. I mean. Wrap it up. That's good to see what happens this year. Joe Flacco, baby. Yeah, it's fine. He's terrible. He's the 51st best quarterback in the world. That's right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you, what do you think about um, Deshaun Watson? We got to talk about that at least briefly. I haven't followed it. I mean, I know that it's uh, mounting up to about 18 cases against him right now. Um, And apparently he's like, seeking out massage therapists to come to his home. Do I have that right? He has. He meets them. He flies them from Atlanta. He finds them on Instagram and then goes to a hotel with them. Okay. All right. It's a full range, right? Yeah. I okay. Don't know. So 18, 18's a lot. 18's a lot. 18's uh, a lot. Yeah. 18's a lot, man. Here's my question. What for those for listening, in case you've been on vacation and haven't heard the basic, Deshaun Watson, who probably would have been traded by now, or certainly in the discussion to be traded, is apparently refusing to play for the Texans. And all that washed away so we could talk about all the other things. There are 18, I believe it's 18. These this number keeps going up. 18-ish. Uh, actual civil lawsuits by masseuses who claim sexual misconduct. Most of them are fairly light, super creepy offenses, and a couple of them are really ugly. But they're all yucky as hell. I don't mean to minimize. I just mean in terms of like a criminal action, most of them are just like, yuck, what are you doing? Right? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. It's exactly what you think it is. I've read some of the some of the reports in the ESPN article. It's you know he made sh- he wanted to make sure that we were alone and asked me to rub his glutes and the inside of his thighs and his and he I said I wouldn't do that and then he turned over and touched me with his penis and had an erect penis and grabbed my hand and put it on his penis and it's it's a whole, it's a lot of all the different versions of that story. Yeah, I feel like those are things that should be worked out before you get started, you know? <laughs> yes, well, yes. What, what are the expectations <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I was mostly surprised by the conversation on um, uh, at the beginning when this first story first broke. The conversation between Phil Sims and uh, uh, what's his name on Pro Football Florio. Talk? Florio. Yes, Mike Florio. 
They Floria is a lawyer, was a lawyer for years and handled all this kind of weird stuff. Like I was surprised at how they were kind of defending Watson and his name against, you know, slippery lawyer and who knows what her motivation is. And it could be about money. And in my head, I'm like, we're this is a new world where we're listening to the woman and we're believing her. Right. What, what are you, what are you doing? And then of course, Every day, there's like another pile of women coming out. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, two, three, maybe four, maybe, you know, there's a gaggle of women getting together going, let's get this guy. But 18? No, no. no. What's, I don't the, know. what's the over under on you're definitely guilty? Oh, How I, many? I, oh, that's so hard. That's so hard. Five, uh, five and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this this answer is going to get me in trouble. It's a number way smaller than eighteen. Can we agree to that? It's way smaller than eighteen. It's it's definitely yeah. I don't, I'm not I'm not calling it. I'm not calling it. But it's way smaller than eighteen. <laughs> it's I mean, because I mean, even if it's one. All right, this you're right. This conversation is going to get us both in trouble. But let me just say this. this I'll say this. You don't have to agree to this. Even if it's one, she's probably right. Yeah. She's probably telling the truth. Right. So any number greater than one is like, dude, right? If it's one, then you can kind of go down the road of, ah, she asked for money before the lawsuit and he said no. And you can kind of have that conversation. But once it's a bigger number than one, you got to go, come on. There's a pattern here. What are you doing? Yeah, but I mean, you at least have to get the benefit of the doubt because that world does exist where opportunists are trying to get rich athletes. I think it has sure. to be a part of the conversation, yeah. but once the number is five and a half or more. <laughs> what, what is that number for you? Is it five and a half? Is that what it is? I don't know. You're right. It's impossible to nail it down. And even if you do, then you did it wrong and you're in trouble for even saying hey, it. Right. So. <laughs> but our, I think our point is valid that he's, he's a creepy, he's a creepy motherfucker that has a pattern of doing this. We can, we can, we can settle on that at least. Right. I guess at so. This point. Yeah. Oh, I'm disappointed because I mean, he was one of the fresh faces of the NFL. He's really one of the best players, and he's a, just a, he's electric on the field, and he seems like a nice guy to the outside world. And it's just I like it's kind of it's kind of heartbreaking to me. I mean, in terms of story arcs, this is a crazy fall from grace. He was supposed well, to be like this guy that was coveted by so many teams, getting trade offers and all that stuff. And maybe they could have pulled the trigger on a trade already before these accusations came out, right? So then some team newly traded away their whole franchise for this guy. Yeah. And then these accusations come out, and they're screwed. Yeah, you're right. You have to wonder how much of the Whisper campaign was started a long time ago, right? Because, I mean, that's a part of it. Like, people know things before they're out publicly. so. Is that one thing that made him hard to trade? Did the Texans kind of know that this was going to come out and not want to have, uh, you know, bad relations with whatever team they send them off to? You know, that kind of thing. It's like you, I think you do want to have goodwill with teams when you're making trades. You, you want everybody to win for the most part. 
so you can be right. partners later on down the road. So I don't know. It's all speculation, but it's part of it. Somebody knew. A lot of people knew that this stuff was going to come out. I just want to grab him and go, what the fuck? What are you doing? Stop it. You pay her. She touches you. That's it. You don't touch her. That's that's not part of the stop it. Stop being a creepy bastard. Life's complicated enough without doing something that's clearly not welcome. He makes makes Robert Kraft look like a choir boy. That was at least a, like they go in on a deal and she, he pays the asking price. And that's the end of I mean, that's at least a, a business arrangement. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Deshaun, what are you doing? Like, you're rich. You're famous. Handsome. Handsome. Tall. He could walk into any bar in Houston and be the king of the joint for the whole time he's there in there. Right? Yeah. What is he doing? You have an entourage wherever you go, buddy. Somebody will probably take you up on something. I don't know. Maybe he just likes massages. Maybe that's his kink. Maybe we're kink shaming him. It's clearly, it, it feels a little Something bit like him. the Louis thing where there's a bit of a pattern of over and over again. It's a similar story of one particular slice of the sexual pie. Yeah. It's like, but, he, but if he, do you get a, you got to get a hooker to play masseuse. You don't get a <laughs> right. masseuse and yeah, then yeah, become yeah. a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And you know, from all your years of getting hookers to play masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's more qualified. To- Take this from a hooker to masseuse vet. I don't this understand. Is just good the whole advice story for you. It's just disheartening to no end. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's a tough year to be a Texan fan. Oh my goodness! For real, what are you going to do with yourself besides like uh, <laughs> just enjoy all the running backs in your in your backfield? You're right. Who are they? Can we name them? One of them was um, the kid, the older kid from uh, the Ravens. They're done with him now. The Heisman Trophy winner that played for the Saints forever. Ah, I got nothing. I'm I'm usually good at this game. I don't know. I blanked on him. But they got David Johnson still. Right. And they added another one. Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram. So they signed Mark Ingram. Yeah. And they got David Johnson. And I think they added one more. It's um, It's the Cardinals kid. Uh, you thinking of David Johnson? No, the other one, the new, <laughs> the newer one, the more recent one. Mm, they've had a lot of kids lately. Yeah, I know. So David Johnson, Mark Ingram. Eh, give me a come on, give me a depth chart. Starter Deshaun Watson, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, that's the Broncos that's a, kid. Yeah, that's a crowded backfield. That's very crowded. Who's get everybody's touching that ball, huh? That's a fantasy nightmare, that team. <laughs> well, they're not going to have a quarterback, so they're going to run a lot of weird lineups. <laughs> That's, right. and- That's another point. Either their superstar quarterback is going to be traded or he's going to be distracted. Either way, that team is a disaster. And I mean, yeah, Philip Lindsay played quarter. He played a little bit of quarterback last year when uh, the Broncos had none due to COVID. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Where did the um oh guy nah well I'll look this up later nobody cares <laughs> trying to figure out where somebody landed yeah. yeah the the uh the Cardinals running back the kind of big name one in fantasy last year he moved I can't remember 
I know. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah, maybe you do it. Do it. I'll uh, I'll I'll uh, while you're surfing. <laughs> you hold down the fort. I'm going to ask you about Carson Wentz to the Colts. Do you love it? I don't love it, but it's fine. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Okay. Stud? Uh, maybe for a few games. But yeah, he had, I mean, he was giant fantasy implications for a while there, but now he's he moved on. Let's see where he went. Where'd he go? Come on, where'd you sign? What happened to Kenyon Drake is a question people ask in Google. It's a podcast <laughs> that someone just started. <laughs> uh, suffered a neck. Dad, I should be able to find this faster. On this episode of What Happened to Kenyon Drake, <laughs> we visit Kenyon's hometown of Tallahassee. I should be able to. And talk to his third grade social studies teacher. Drake just signed a two-year, $14.5 million contract with the Raiders. Two-year, 14? Yeah, that's about right. Sounds like a good deal. He's a good player. <clears throat> He'll be fine. All right. Your question was uh, Carson Wentz to Indy. I don't know. I don't know. It might all work out. We can hope for that, right? It might. He was a great player. He was clearly a franchise player. He was on his way to a possible league MVP. Right? He took that team towards the Super Bowl. Right. And then he fell off a cliff, and we don't know what happened. And we second guess was he ever that good in the first place? Or something broke inside of him, and he's never going to be the same. But you reunite him with Frank Reich and Indy, and you take a shot at Re, de, you know, reconstructing that career, and that could be an unbelievable team because that's a team where they had everything there except for a marquee quarterback, right? Yep. So it's a situation that clicks. Like if it works, that team is Super Bowl contending right away, which is great. I mean, if you're a fan, that's all you can ask for. But yeah, it might not be that good. It might be terrible. I was just you reminded know, of a of a clip. You know, of I think this was Daryl Johnston. Are they going to play this right now? Where he he was in the middle of the game. He was speculating about whether or not Carson Wentz was struggling because it, this is the quote. I think he really misses Frank Reich more than a lot of people want to admit. I think that there was a bond and a connection there based on their strong Christian faith that took them beyond coach teammate relationship. I forgot about that. That is a factor. I've I've, I've read that more than once. That's they both factor. are a little bit on the, uh, you know, they're a little super Christiany. All right, whatever works. If it works, bring it on. Yep. I came around on Tim Tebow. I'm a fan. Oh yeah, he's a good dude. It's nice to hear. Yeah, I mean, he's still fun to write jokes about. I, I, on Facebook uh, memories, you know, it pops up and shows you three or four things that happened on this day in your Facebook postings history. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. You get a lot. I of can't those. tell you. I cannot tell you how many of them are Tebow jokes. <laughs> Don't share. Don't share. Don't share. You're saturating the market. You're saturating the market. It was so many over many years. It's Too crazy. much Tebow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Barry Weakman, by the way, has got some very funny lines here in the chat. This is like the grapes and the produce joke. The question about what's the oh, over under? <laughs> I, I saw that, but I didn't understand what he was talking about. I thought he was like <laughs> asking for Freebird at the concert. Like <laughs> now I understand. How many masseuses can you before somebody freaks out, runs over? That's a fan right there. Thanks, Barry. You're gonna have to change that to 18. <laughs> I was sold way before 18. (laughs) 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 Oh, stop it. All right, buddy. Well, it's good to see you. You too. I have, I have hope for my giants. I think I'm a little bit more hopeful than you are about your Falcons. Um, And I think I saw this story, John Mara, one of the giants owners. He thinks that Daniel Jones looks like, a Super Bowl quarterback is the quote, and <laughs> just want to show you. Yeah, yeah, we know, John. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he looks he looks so much like um, a young Jim Carrey and like Dumb and Dumber. Uh huh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like Neanderthal Jim Carrey. Yep. Yep. But he does look like Eli. It's kind of funny. All right. So which uh, right, get, call it right now? Which of our teams has a better record in twenty twenty one? It's going to be the Giants. They really? Have, yeah, they have an easier division, and they're more talented oh. at this point. Um, if they can get it together and stay healthy, you're getting Barkley back. Rudolph's pretty solid tight end. Ingram, uh, Galladay is huge. Sterling Shepard, Slayton. They're very talented on the offensive side. If they can get a little bit better at the at the offensive line, you still got Gallman back there too. Yeah, you so, made like eight good points in a row. I think you I think you sold me on this. Yeah, they're they're going to be good as long as Daniel doesn't turn the ball over as much. He's he's got a problem. He's got to fix it. I just want to I just want to say this: the Falcons, like I forget exactly the stats, but. Something like seven games they lost were within a seven points, you know, like they, yeah. if they can straighten it out a little bit, they might surprise people. But broadly, I think I agree. The Giants will have a better record this year. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons are still in a tough division. Uh, that's long, for sure. As long as yeah. Taysom and, Hill's in it, it's going to be tough. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think I just tricked you. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Taysom Hill, is that what you said? Yeah, as long as he's in the division, it's going to be tough to do. Oh, God. Taysom Hill. Gotcha. Gotcha. He's not. <laughs> but no, they do. I, I mean, that's a, that's a tougher division, for sure. And the Giants are going to face better competition. Dak's back, so Dallas is automatically better. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I think, is probably an improvement at quarterback at, in Washington. And they have, Depends what day it is. And yeah, they have a great right. defense. Washington has a great defense. Um, and the Eagles, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I think they'll be pretty mediocre. The Giants and them are going to fight for who's going to be mediocre and who's going to take the next jump. Uh, I mean, the whole division is really, but it's fun to see you have a little optimism. It's nice. I'm not going to crush it because it's, I'm happy to see it. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank thank you for not crushing my optimism. It's so (laughs) fleeting these days that I just have to grab it. That's right. Well, we got fun coming up. We got, we got the, we'll do, we'll do a pre draft and then we'll do a post draft, right? 
So we got lots of fun to talk about. There's still lots of fun football stories. We'll figure out what's going on with Deshaun. We'll see if Russell Wilson settles back into where he's, you know. He ain't going think, nowhere. I don't think so either. Russ is cooking in Seattle. And lots of draft fun coming up. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, supporting. We love you guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.